Welcome back to this episode of And That's What You Missed on Glee. I'm Dalton. Uh, and I'm Zach. Hi. Hi. Is this thing on? Yes. And um, we have a special guest that I'm going to bring in in just a minute. But I do have a pitch correction from the last episode, which is about laryngitis. Uh-huh. That, that was the last episode title, correct? Yes, but we also didn't really know what laryngitis was at the time. Oh, uh, you've spoken to a doctor. I have. Um, oh, dear God. Dr. Doctor, MayoClinic.org says that laryngitis is the inflammation of your voice box from overuse, irritation, or infection. So we know that, you know, Rachel talks a fucking lot. So that's probably what happened. Sure. Also, what you gave that kid last night when he was screaming so often. Oh, my God. Already at the sex comments. <laughs> there it is. It doesn't take long to get there on this show. Oh, we hate when it takes long to get there. Yikes. All right. One minute in and it's uh, <laughs> it's a whole different show. A whole <laughs> different show. Now I see there's two active listeners on top of our screen. Oh, look at that. There I we know. go. Hey. I see. What? Hey. Come on. I know everything. <laughs> Um, so Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Uh, Zach and I are happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Megan, I don't know who you are, but you're so attractive on camera and <laughs> I, I really love this cactus in the background. Oh, thank you. My little desert species tapestry. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I gave Megan a little bit of warning that this is the opposite of a child friendly podcast. Um, yes. Yes, yes, he did. I'm excited. And <laughs> it I depends on what you want your kid to grow up to be. Do you want them to be a competent, uh, hilarious adult or a, uh, you know, prude? Oh, obviously the first one. Not <laughs> Absolutely. Don't Come want on. a prude. And I guess right. I will introduce. Throw the whole child away at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Who wants kids anyway? Gross. Um, <laughs> and I'll introduce everyone to how Megan and I know each other. We've known each other for probably 10 years, I would say, it's almost. Been a long time. Um, we became friends in high school. And at the time, Glee was on, right? And I think Megan was probably the only other person I knew who was, like, actively watching Glee. It yeah. might have been more of a Gleek than I was. <laughs> probably. I was obsessed with Glee. Like, I think I watched it. I, I made people watch it because I was like, no, Glee's on tonight. Sorry. <laughs> See? It's a thing. And um, I think... Just for forewarning, Megan, Zach hates uh, Corey Monteith and how dare <laughs> hates you? Finn. <laughs> I'm so offended, like to my core. He's a waste of a character, and luckily lately he hasn't been the focal of the show, which has made the show a lot better. Actually, I don't even know if Corey Monteith was in this last episode. Um, it's he like... was he was in for like two seconds. They showed him, and they're like, "Oh, this is your dreams," and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Right. Uh, but I think if I remember correctly, Megan has a photo with him. I do. I met him before he passed away. And I literally, I remember I was sitting in bed and I found out the news that he had passed away. And I literally started sobbing and I was staring at the picture and I was like, oh. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I think we all have that one celebrity though, where that's happened to us. It, it's affected us Probably. in some way. Uh, Dalton, please tell us, go ahead. Search the recesses of your brain. Who was that person for you? Oh, I think if Demi Lovato died, I would like, become shambles but i mean even when naya rivera died i was like very affected by i oh yeah literally just watching this episode i was like like half the cast is not 
myself here anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. It is. Very, uh, so much so that Naya's, uh, I sent this link to Dalton the other day, but Naya's house is for sale. And oh. if we were to start a Patreon, I think there would be a tier <laughs> or it'd be like, get us Naya's house. And, then you can and it's all... just a million dollars to enter. <laughs> Exactly. And it's really yeah, just like a podcast so recording podcast space. Can just exactly. be better. Yes. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. You hear yeah. those echoes? Yes. <laughs> hear those echoes? It's because we're in Naya Rivera's house. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And See? Megan, uh, Zach and I met while we were working in California together. And uh, I was just telling Megan, we actually were in LA like the day that it closed down. <laughs> we were just chilling there getting brunch and Governor Newsom was like, okay, so the state is shutting down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was a rough day. That was like, I was working and we're all just sitting there and I was like, are we going to close? Like, are we going to, are we going to close? And my manager was like, no. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then also I remember my roommate was going to Jamaica like two days before and I was like, you're going to get stuck there. And he went and he got stuck there (laughs) (laughs) and just never came back home. Like he's living with his parents in Missouri. Like (laughs) it just never happened. (laughs) Wow. Um, And I guess let you can let the people know where, where do you live? You know, Zach's in Indiana. I'm in DC. Okay. I'm in Orange County, California. It's not the best place to live during a (laughs) pandemic. It's a very red county. I was gonna say I would say that Zach and Indiana can kind of understand, mm-hmm. and then me and DC, where we just got you know insurrectionists in our backyard the other day. So <laughs> seriously, but at least well, at least I that. watched that on the news, and I'm like, oh, I'm safe here. Like no one's <laughs> no one's gonna jump to me. Didn't you guys have the that one? Was it the mayor? She was like, Hitler got one thing right. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think that's, is that, uh, not Missouri, Chicago? Illinois? I think it's Illinois. Oh, it's, it's Chicago. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Apparently the mayor of Close Huntington Beach, yeah. <laughs> in the middle, middle of the country, you know. Lima, um, Ohio, it's the same thing. It's all the same. You guys are one big state, sorry. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We go to King's Island sometimes. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, apparently the mayor of Huntington Beach went to this like domestic terrorist protest yeah like literally they were like oh yeah like half of huntington beach also the mayor of huntington beach and i was like are we gonna we're gonna get rid of him though right like (laughs) yeah you can't hold office anymore right that's what that means right like you're gonna get arrested right (laughs) oh my god no rules no rules anymore you can do and say whatever you want to hey it's a free country but you know if you ask the other quote side don't do it on twitter right how dare you how dare you start a contract or shopify or (laughs) pinterest (laughs) Pinterest. (laughs) yes 4chan you're okay you can do whatever you want but if you come to parlor get out of here yeah parlors did you guys see that post where somebody was like hey we're part of the pardons attorney like yeah (laughs) (laughs) give us all of your information Let us know exactly who you are. You'll get a pardon slash the FBI will be at your door tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Okay. Pretty great. Well, let's get in to this episode of Glee, episode 19, Dream On. (laughs) This is where I get to be Rachel Berry. Um, (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) I I sure hope you were on the elliptical earlier today looking at a piece of paper that just said, like, recording a podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like getting in the yes. Mm-hmm. yes. 
Uh, on the 19th episode, there's a new school administrator trying to disband the Glee Club. Artie and Tina really want to dance together, despite the obvious. And Rachel gets one step closer to a, her unrealized dream of finding her mom. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee! We start out in the principal's office, and we immediately get our special guest of the episode. And I immediately knew I was going to lose my prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah, Megan, every episode, Zach creates predictions for what he thinks the next episode is. So he's a... Mm-hmm. Oh, we never even gave Megan the the warning. He's never seen the show before. Ooh, so no spoilers of future episodes, because... Ah, okay. uh, fuck, yes, anything. you're right. He uh, doesn't know what's happening. All right. I but yeah, he gave predictions for this episode. They were okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually stood. I stood in the shower this morning and I was thinking through my predictions in anticipation of recording this episode. And I was like, oh, I just started realizing all the things that I had done wrong because I started connecting all the things that I should have connected. So I've already thought out the next episode. But remind everyone listening at home, what were my three predictions and what was my bonus prediction? So Zach said that someone will sing Dream On. So, you know, that's a prediction. He said Steven Tyler will be in this episode from Aerosmith. (laughs) And then he said Emma will be back in this episode and will be thirsty for Will, which, you know. And then he said Shelby Shelby Corcoran will make a reappearance. That was his bonus point that he could get for half credit. (laughs) Yes. All right. All right. But yes, this episode starts out with Neil Patrick Harris, a.k.a. You know, Brian Ryan in this episode, but Tony Winner, amazing person, hilarious, and everything he does is our special guest. Not Steven Tyler. <laughs> right, not Steven Tyler. <laughs> damn these rhymes. Brian Ryan, like, God damn this writing team. I hate them. I hate them all. And this just makes me like furious almost. It almost like it, for a moment, it takes me out of the action because I go, this just can't be real. But. <laughs> Then I realize it's Glee, and that's just how we have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And Brian Ryan's a new member of the school board here to assess how they're spending their money. Um, but Will knew him all the way back from when they were in the Glee Club. The Glee Club. Yeah. Glee Club. Now, they instantly have him doing magic. I feel like in MPH's <laughs> contracts, no matter what he does, at some point, he has to do magic. That or Every show he signs out for, they're like, oh, hey, and can you do that magic thing you do? And he's like, yeah, 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 I got you. Always something with this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Light something on fire, turn it into flowers. Yeah. Duh. Duh. That's, (laughs) I mean, you don't, you don't do that in your daily life. Right. Exactly. And this is where he also calls out what I called out earlier, King's Island. I love when they call out a Midwestern staple. King's Island is an amusement park located in Ohio that every fucking person goes to because for some ungodly reason, people like roller coasters and I fucking hate them. So my question to you both is how much do you hate roller coasters? Um, it depends. It depends because I have passed out on roller coasters before. <laughs> just black out like so, out of fear you know, if there's any g-force i'm just not doing it ah okay mm-hmm. cool so no future nasa astronaut can't uh career for you no but i want to go to space so like <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna have to suck it up and pass out <laughs> i guess so you'll just hey wake me when we get there yeah i'll just be like limp in the seat next <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hate amusement parks unless if there's two options. There's Lagoon in Utah, which is like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I was there in, in like my 
primitive years. So like that makes me really love it. Or the Disney parks. Because I think Disney has its own way of making every ride magical. And I rode every ride in Disney World when I was there like a year ago. Yeah, I can see that. See? Well, Disney, we'll well, I worked it. for Disney. So I'm like, oh, oh right. Yeah. Disney is cool, I guess. I got to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy update on KTLA. That was interesting. Did you uh, did you work at like Disneyland or I somewhere else? I worked at Disneyland else? because I'm yes. literally in Anaheim. I'm, I'm literally like I could look out my window right now and see like the Paradise Pier Hotel. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you look at your window, you can practically see the COVID. Yes, I can basically I see. see all well, of the problematic people. Yes, is Disneyland right. closed? Because <laughs> right. Disney World like reopened. Oh, in... Disneyland's so closed. Like, right, because Disney World reopened and they were like, we don't care. Who wants to come kill their parents? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to kill your grandparents before Christmas? Awesome. Come to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a magical place. Wear a mask. Yes. Uh, and I, in Glee, Neil Patrick Harris likes to relate show choir to him then doing crack, which then leads to him running a Humber dealership, which th- now he also runs a... Sh- the, the love of his life. The love of his life. <laughs> And he runs a show choir conversion group with a re reemergent of um, Molly Shannon. <laughs> yep. Yep. We love. Iconic. And, oh, fuck. Who was the other person? Uh, I don't know his name. I don't know his like, name either. IRL. I can see his face. Yeah. He's in Pitch Perfect as um, one of the people. <laughs> he looks like he would be the one who owns any type of car dealership. You know, he looks like a like a poster child for like used cars. You know, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, he's got the absolutely. Little, like, round face. Got. I think he's got like kind of a receding hairline, right? Go on Wikipedia, type in used car dealership face, and see what you yeah. can. <laughs> right. Uh, who's the first person that pops up? This guy. If anyone's wondering, IMDb gives this episode eight point eight oh, stars. So it's pretty big. Gotta love it for the dramatics, you know. John Michael Higgins. I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I I almost called him Donnie Osmond, if that tells you how, like, bad my memory of who this person was. Donnie Osmond. (laughs) Just because he's a middle-aged white man. Yes, a middle-aged white man with brown hair. You're you're there for Donnie Osmond. (laughs) And lots of wrinkles on his face. Well, also, this whole episode, I'm going to go back and forth between calling him Brian Ryan and Neil Patrick Harris, because I don't know, really, who is who. Honestly, it's just, you got to cement it into the, the <laughs> listeners. There's two different it's the people. Same person. MPH has one <laughs> one role, right? And it's it's the, like, somehow always straight guy that yeah. obviously is not a straight guy. So yeah. that's just, you know. It's like a it's, raging straight guy, too. Like, he, he has to put on a full straight guy show, but really he's doing things that are not straight. Exactly. Right. right. Um, he goes to the choir room and has them write down all of their biggest dreams and then throws their dream away. <laughs> Rips it straight out of Artie's hands. <laughs> As it As should be. This guy's a realist. Him. I appreciate him being a realist and being like, yeah, 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 showbiz. That's not going to happen. Well, he said 91% of them will stay in Allen County, Ohio. And I was like, Zach, are you still in the county that you were in high school in? I actually scrolled down and I said, oh, God, I'm a, I'm a statistic. I'm a goddamn statistic. <laughs> you know what's so funny? That's actually not funny. It's kind of mean. But when I lived in North Carolina, I was like, that's all the people here. <laughs> It's absolutely all the people here. It is. Absolutely. I mean, 
even a lot of my like Megan's and my friends from high school, they're still there. They still I mean, nothing there. wrong like, with it, but no, like, there's nothing wrong with it. But even Matt went back. <laughs> right, our friend Matt like left. He was in like Washington for a while. I think he was in Washington and California. I was in. I went to both. I went to Washington and near where he was, and he still didn't hang out with me. And I was like, rude. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, tell tell the people where Dalton and I met when we were working in California to give us jobs, and I will happily leave this hellhole. Okay, <laughs> but um, until then, I'll keep not doing that. Currently unemployed, so can't help you there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I turned eighteen, I was like, "Peace out, North Carolina. I'm not going to be that statistic." Because <laughs> you were also you were homeschooled at the time, right? So you were like. I, well, I did, like, I only had to take two classes, so I did online classes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. our, we had a lot of homeschooler friends, so. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I, for a while, well, that story's not necessary. <laughs> I was going to say, we had one non-homeschooler friend as our in our group, and she was a terror, and so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she who must not be named. So, so you guys were the prudes, and she was the uh, whoever oh, was no, the no, opposite. No. Dalton and I were the Rachel Berry and the Kurt of the group. So the prudes, yeah, okay. No. I oh I stand uh, affirmed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Th- this girl at one point, um, when gay marriage became legal, I like posted a thing, and I was like. Yay, celebratory, whatever. Her and I had not talked in two years. Messaged me and says, uh, I don't know how you could like this. This is a sin. This is ruining America. Like, how can you say that you're a believer and you like gay people? And I'm like, <clears throat> me. <laughs> me, that's why. I was like, I, I, I queer. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's the little uh, little meme that says like I fag? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that little... the little kid who's just like the little like it's like I'm fag. alien thing. Yeah, <laughs> I fag. <laughs> oh gosh, I've not literally. Seen that. Oh, and Tina and Mercedes immediately get a little depressed because he's like shooting down all their dreams to the point where I think we see Tina cry for the first time. She like cries, but she like holds her head in her face or like her hands, and her hair goes like in her face, all like emo emo because she's a scene kid Mm -hmm. for sure yeah this starts to become like the Artie and tina show out of nowhere which like tbh i like because either the Artie and tina show is going to make you laugh really hard or it's going to make you cry at some point so there was there was a little bit of cringiness at some points with this episode though oh yeah (laughs) and we will get into those glee has cringe in it it didn't age well (laughs) yeah never ultimately Tina wants to dance, right? Mm. And Artie's like, bitch, me too, but look at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an adequate summary. Yeah, yeah and then those... the, doctor, the doctors are all like, bitch, you thought. And then... <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> those exactly. legs were not made for walking. <laughs> Honey, uh-uh. those legs are done. <laughs> yes. Might as well pop them off. <laughs> legs smashed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, fucking Jesse is back. Um, which is where him. I was frustrated. I do too. I like him. This is where I, this is when I stood in the shower this morning and I thought, and I said, damn it, I should have predicted Jesse. Cause he was singing Jesse's girl last episode, which made me think like, why did I not connect the dots sooner that this yeah. would happen? And of course, Jesse's back. We have to line up regionals. Obviously they're going to be, they're going to be tied into that shit. So Jesse's back and he is going to help Rachel find her mom. 
And I really, I really like what he says to her to like cheer her up. And I wrote it down word for word just because I think it's like kind of, it's kind of an inspo moment. Um, But he said, a dream is something that fills up the emptiness inside. The one thing that you know that if it comes true, all the hurt will go away. You singing Don't Cry For Me Argentina in front of a sold out crowd isn't a fantasy. It's an inevitability. And I'm like, the writers did something there. (laughs) It's a very moving moment. Better than Brian Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Zach really hates that it's Kurt and Bert, Finn and Quinn. (laughs) Like, it's all, they're all connected. Ryan and Brian. They got a rhyme. It's like music, you know? (laughs) It's just too, it's too much. Uh, Then we're back to Artie and Tina. And this is where I said this is rough. This is the Uh, saddest tap number I've ever seen in my entire life. Not only is it the saddest tap number, but when he, like, Gets the crutches from the kid with cerebral palsy. <laughs> Which, first off, I was like, oh no, I forgot about that. Then he, like, she gets him up for literally two seconds. He's like, it's okay. It's going to be challenging to fulfill my dreams or whatever he says. And then he just falls to the floor and he's like, go away. <laughs> Right. And this is like hard to watch because a, I know, I know IRL, he can walk. So it almost like it starts to go towards what we talked about on the show before where I'm like, is he allowed to be doing this anymore? Like, is this where this show no longer holds up? He can't even hold himself up with his superhuman upper body strength that he has. Like, I just don't understand the point and what he's doing and why did they not cast somebody else? However, asterisk, I will change my tune very soon. I didn't shed a tear, but it was kind of sad, you know, when he fell, you know, I guess he blamed it's, Tina it's... for pushing him too hard. Cause I feel like that's something that you do when you're upset. You blame that's what yeah. he always does. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I even, I was listening to a podcast this week um, and he was a guest star on that podcast. Kevin McHale, the actor was, and he was like, I loved Glee and Glee, like really, um, prided itself in the fact that it pushed the boundaries of what was okay. And he was like, but now it's not okay. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I get that. Because, I mean, like, half the shit that Sue says is racist, right? (laughs) (laughs) Most of the things that Sue says is problematic, for sure. (laughs) But it was great at the time, and still now even is funny. I mean, it's just... It's like like a Michael Scott moment. Like, you take The Office, it's, like, cringy, and it's okay. Exactly right. Like it's okay. Cause it's, it's her, it's her character. Like she's, yeah. she's allowed to say that because she is playing the character. And I mean, as bad as it is, it usually adds some comedic effect. Right. And it shouldn't. Well, she's also but, like meant to be hated. Like they yes, want exactly. you to dislike her. She's supposed right. to be the antagonist of the entire show. Like that is right. her. Yeah. Where really the yep. antagonist is their talent. Um, <laughs> <What's> <laughs> the <specific issue? laughs> Antagonist is Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison. <laughs> right. Megan, did you watch Matthew Morrison in the NBC I, production of The Grinch? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's so, I literally hate it. It's so it bad. It's, I want NBC to pay me for having to have for, watched for that. For watching it. Like, give me $10 for that that time that I lost. I didn't even finish it because I was like, I refuse. This is the worst. Also, why was he built like that? He was so thick. <laughs> my like dreams for real like for like a week straight i would wake up and i was like i now understand the matthew morrison slander that happens on the internet nowadays because this is garbage 
Um, and then we get to Rachel and Jesse are in some classroom together, and Rachel's trying to convince him that her mom is Patty Lapone. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Or Bernadette, or Bernadette Peters. Peters. Right. Which, One or the other. Which like Patty Lapone is great, but why in the mm-hmm. world would Patty Lapone be your mom? Because even in the nineties, Patty Lapone was famous enough that she didn't need to make, you know, a couple thousand dollars and be a surrogate for someone. What is what yeah. is Patty Lapone even known for? I don't even know. She is a huge Broadway star, Mr. Also, I love Broadway. For those listening at home, uh, <laughs> I just got the worst looks I've ever seen on camera thrown my way, cast in my direction. And then um, she's been in lots of TV shows, too. I mean, she's in Pose right now. She was also in that um, Netflix thing, um, Hollywood. Was what it was called? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. What is she known for? Give me like Broadway. a standout breakout Broadway. performance here. What, what, what did she? What was her like best one? Well, even last week we brought her up because she sang um, "Rose's Turn" that Kurt uh, sang. Okay, sure. All right. Well, let me. Do, would you like me to pull up? This has been IMDb with. <laughs> and this, this is. I'm hinting at your uh, <laughs> at your uh, your only uh, bit on this show. She's won two Grammys. Just putting that out oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, she is known. She's a Jew. Biggest role. <laughs> I, I wish there was an she... app where I could type in a name and almost like the top five, top ten songs that you see on Apple Music or whatever. It tells you like their top build performances. She was in the TV show Life Goes On. She was the main person in that. She was in Driving Never Miss Daisy. Um, she was Fatine and Lemus. Fantine. Oh, so amazing. Um, she was in American Horror <laughs> Story Coven. Ryan Murphy loves her. The he worst really season of American Horror Story. Shut your whore mouth. Get out of here. I don't want any more slander on good things. <laughs> this has been Dalton's attempt at IMDb. I'm trying to think of other musicals that you would know of, Zach. Um, she was Sweeney in. Todd. Sweeney Todd. Oh, my God. Okay. So like Maury, uh, she is not the mother. It's Correct. not her. No, it's not her. Um, And we still don't know who it is (laughs) at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we go to a bar where uh, Matthew Morrison and Brian Ryan are chilling out. (laughs) You know what I realized before this happens? He's like, for old time's sake. And I'm like, hang on. You guys knew each other in high school. How did you go to the bar for old time's sake? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it was like like hanging out, but they were like arch enemies. Right. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I guess that's just the way of them of him being like, "Come on, Ryan hang out Murphy with me." And be like, "Hello, can you explain?" <laughs> I found a plot hole. It's yes. the yeah, worst thing I've ever seen. Um, in I see episodes, you but... filled the plot hole of where Quinn is living at this time, but there I... was like eight episodes of we did not know where Quinn lived. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still don't know. She doesn't sing anymore, so honestly, I don't know what she's doing on this show at this point. Hey, in this Another episode, we got to see stomach. her sing and hold her belly. She doesn't want stretch marks. Nothing. Yeah, True. that's her. That's her dream. That's yeah. what keeps her up at night. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Ryan lets us know that he always wanted to get with Terry, aka Will's ex. Yeah, of all people. Of all people, and it's it's one of those moments where you're like, ah, so he got every girl you wanted, but you got the one that he wanted. So is yeah. your life really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Brian Ryan confesses that he's always been miserable since he stopped performing. And I'm like, I, I mean, sure. Yes. I mean, this is secret Broadway is, shows. 
This is where I realized that this show, Glee, does one thing well, right? Which is a hero turn. So it's when they kind of flip upside down the dynamic of a character alter ego of sorts, where you think that he's done all these things, just like you thought April Rhodes did all those things. But in reality, they're still jealous of Will or of whoever, just because that person is doing what they actually wanted to do or realize that's what they wanted to do. So yet another hero turn here when Will is doing what Brian wants, uh, doing also including his ex-wife. <laughs> Not and anymore we, though. Oh yeah. Ooh, no more. <laughs> Will's horned up <laughs> right, or whatever. Yeah. Um, sure, and sure. then we get our first performance, which is piano man um, by Billy Joel. Yes. Yes. I had to think for a second. <laughs> It was it was there. Yeah. It, you just weren't confident. And Will singing isn't a war crime for once. It's not. Right. It didn't offend me down to my deepest soul. Yeah. It was. And this is a good like in the moment performance. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we're at a, we're at a place. We're doing a thing, and yeah. you know, we've decided to also sing in front of all these Straits. sad other yeah. extras. The man making yeah. love to his gin and tonic. You know? <laughs> yes. And um, I was like, "There's Tony Winter, Neil Patrick Harris, because he, you know." Right off the bat is like giving you it. The star. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's, it's that, that it's an obvious glee moment of like music brings them together. It's, mm. it's the premise of the show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Music is the glue in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we are going to verse stop. And Megan is going to present us with the song of the week. Oh, you know? the song of the week. Mine is actually pretty depressing. Um, oh, God. <laughs> bring I'm us ready. together. <laughs> I've been listening nonstop to Champagne Problems from Taylor Swift's new album. This it's... is an Evermore Stan account, so we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. It's just so good. And I was like, oh. Fancy shit. Lay the table. Right? It's so good. And that's what I've been obsessed with. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, pretending that I am the heartbreaker instead of the heartbreaky via this song there you mm-hmm. go uh, have you listened to her two new songs on the deluxe edition um yeah probably i i listen to it as like background noise a lot of the time so i don't register which ones are not on the deluxe album but why yes. did i not gotcha. know there was a deluxe album yeah as of like friday i'm very into 16 uh because it feels like an old school taylor mm-hmm. swift song yeah that like you like could really up in concert to have a lot of poppy vibes to it yeah. or you could really sit down with a guitar and just like have it out yes. you come out right where you left me yes mm-hmm. yeah okay. for sure that one is good well here is champagne problems by taylor swift I would link Champagne Problems to um, The Last Great American Dynasty, and I would also link that, them both, to New Year's Day. Yes. Which is the only yes. good song I've from Reputation. That. Yes, I completely agree. And I've been saying that for so long. And everyone's like, no, all too well. And I'm like, no, no. New Year's Day. I need some. Everybody links like, everything to all too well. They're like, this is this is this is going to be everything. I will say no. there was a all too well and haunted 
like collab that somebody did. It was really good. And even All Too Well to Lover, I would say, yeah. have like a similar thing. But New Year's Day, which, okay, Megan. Best. Will best you will you rank the Taylor Swift <laughs> albums for us? Because this has been a yes. debate oh, on this God. podcast. Okay. Has it? Uh, yes, because I I'll... hate the ones that you like. <laughs> let me, let me, I'm just going to throw them out there and then I'll rank it. Okay. Of like my faves because I think <laughs> Speak Now in Red are one of my faves of the older songs or the older albums. I just think those ones you can listen to every single song on the album and those albums and not be like bored of them. Lovers Hit or Miss, I do like folklore and I do like Evermore because they've got more of that folky vibe. But I think Speak Now and Red are like my top two. If you had to choose one, which one's first? Probably Red, maybe, or Speak Now. Uh, no, wait, hang on. Let me look at the song. Choose one. Uh, <laughs> had to choose one. Hang on. Let me look uh, my favorite album is Red. I think Red is my favorite. It's more of that, like, it's less, uh, I don't know, it's a little more. She's, like, getting closer to that explicit type of music. Right. Because Speak Now was her trying to bridge the country with the pop. And then I think. Right. Red is she's like, I still have this like folky side of me, but I'm also a pop princess. Yes. And I just think every single song on that album is the best. Like all of them. Are I think it's, it's very clear that 1989 is the standout album I that will set her apart. I, I do agree to, to a degree that 1989 is like a standalone. Like this is the kind of revolution for her where things did shift. Yes. But I like Red better. <laughs> Thank you. My <laughs> least favorite album, no offense, Megan, is Speak Now. Really? Yeah. I love Speak Now. But I also loved, like, Enchanted and Haunted, and I liked Speak Now, like, those songs. I think because I was, like, <laughs> all into poppy things back then. Yeah. Reputation is down. So it goes Speak Now is at my bottom, and Reputation is just right above it. <laughs> uh, I'm offended by that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think... Um, I think the bottom for me is Reputation and then probably Lover. There's only like three songs on that album that I really like. I think Lover might be my lowest. Yeah. I I actually really liked Lover. I think it's because I hated 89 and I hated Reputation. So Lover <laughs> How do gave you me hate some, 89. What? I really did not like it's it, literally, my bottom three are Speak Now, Reputation, and 1989. Oh, my God. Did you not? Like, I, wow. Forever, Apple Music had, like, the exclusive yeah. 1989. And it's, like, a damn good, con- I'm so sad I didn't go to it. Stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. But my least favorite song on 1989, though, is Clean. I hate that song. It's the worst. It almost makes me think immediately of, like, of, of the Hillary Duff. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, the. Coming Clean. Yeah. yeah. Let the rain fall down. Um. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, if if anyone was wondering, that was my first concert. Oh, Hillary Duff. And yeah, that's you when you knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Lizzie McGuire, best you know TV show. That was so. We were obsessed. We were we were in love with Lizzie McGuire, aka Hillary Duff. Oh, if anyone's wondering, my favorite song from Evermore is "Tolerate It." Tolerate it's good too. I do like closure as well. Mm. I'm way into tis the damn season. 
It's my favorite. Sam Stevenson also is also good. <laughs> there was a, a TikTok where someone was like, "Oh, this is what um, Kim was listening to before she decided to end <laughs> <with> Kanye." <laughs> did she decide, or did Jeffrey Star come in there and fuck it up? <laughs> you know, or did Chris Star finally say enough's movies. enough? You guys need to need to get out of this. Well, I mean, also they, they just finished filming the show. Like, the mm-hmm. last day of filming was yesterday, and I wonder if they were like, you can't get a divorce until his contract with E is up. That, or that's a, ser- or that's a serious finale move mm-hmm. by Chris, where that's she's like, stay tuned mm-hmm. for the last season, or you'll watch the divorce yeah. unfold. Yeah. Or they'll Which be is, like, she's brilliant, so I'm all into series. it. It's called uh, Kim. Yes, a spinoff. <laughs> well, and that's yes. what um, Chloe mentioned, and she was like, we all need a break, but I, I don't think this is the end of you seeing us. And I'm like, Give me a Courtney and Chloe take Miami again, because I will fuck shit up. <laughs> I think there's just going to be little, like, one-off, one-hour, you know, specials where it's, like, catch up on our live. It, like, like forever, Little People Big World was, like, oh, season, yeah. season, season. And then it went away. They had specials. And then they came back for a full-on, like, series again. And then it focused on the kids. So I think that's something that could easily happen. Well, and you know what's hey, not uh, easily happening is... Uh, getting back to this episode. <laughs> The pop culture references just went like full <laughs> drifted there. Out of nowhere. It's the fucking Artie and Tina special. Okay. I like it. Okay? It's nonstop. <laughs> uh, Artie is apologizing to Tina for being such a dick the previous day. Um, and Every like, single Artie arc ever. <laughs> he's a little bitch. He Sit down in that wheelchair and be sad. The okay. Dick in the show. He truly is. He is. It's, surprising and then tina gives Artie hope for by giving him research on technology for paralyzed people right right. she's like i went to mayo clinic just like dalton did at the top of this episode (laughs) and i know everything also we all have cancer because we have headaches and i'm also sitting here and i'm like um isn't this problematic isn't that like a whole thing that like at the time was kind of a thing like how do we fix our diseases and now it's like you should just love whatever you have and not try to fix it, I guess. Is, is that a thing? <laughs> Acceptance? <laughs> well, I get I, I get this mainly from, like, we've talked about before on this podcast, my experience with the deaf community. It was a huge thing for a while for, like, everyone who's deaf was going to get a cochlear implant so that they could, you know, have some sort of sense of hearing. And then it, and now it's like, no, this is my community and this is the people that I'm spending time with, I guess. And obviously, like, being deaf is different from being paralyzed, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Right. Well, I think the thing with yeah, that, yeah, though, he was is, a car wasn't he Artie, wasn't born like a, that. Wasn't he in an accident? He was in a car accident. Yeah. So mm. I think that's the difference. That's though, true. He didn't grow up like he wasn't born with this. So like that, that is something I don't Obviously. know. I related to like if you've yes. watched Grey's Anatomy. Uh, yes. Like Arizona when she loses her leg like that. It's like that where she she's not. I mean, they're working so hard. Like, Callie's like, oh, look at there's yeah. like, this whole new study. And she's like, the end of the oh, best marriage we'll it, in but... Grey's Anatomy history due to a fucking leg being cut off. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is a I Maybelline know, situation so out of instead of a maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's a, he right, that absolutely. Maybelline part cool. to make And Rachel feel wasn't like born, with born with it and stuck with a mom. mom. <laughs> so, 
She <laughs> both Rachel and Leah Michelle. Born let's, with let's connect let's the dots. Real. There's no fixing that. <laughs> so, you no, know, I think what happened was Leah Michelle was R- so Rachel into Barry. method acting that she forgot By who shitting she in someone's was wig. and became. Um, yeah, yeah. Rachel, Rachel and Jesse are checking old boxes of stuff to yes. try to see if there's something about her mom in there, something about Patty Lapone in there, and then. And then Jesse looks at a fucking sonogram, ultrasound, whatever it is, right? Looks at the picture and goes, oh, I think it's, I think you're in fifth position. What the fuck? <laughs> is he, su- like, what is happening? <laughs> He's like, I don't, yeah, it looks like you. <laughs> God, what? No, I don't understand. I hate that. Okay. But Jesse slips in a cassette tape titled From Mother to Daughter into one of the boxes. Um, and he's like, whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> Yeah, out of my. Why, why do I have Ooh, a front pocket? Out of my pocket. <laughs> oh no! Look at yeah. Uh huh. But Very Rachel strategic. is too scared to listen to <laughs> it, just in case her mom day. sings better than her. her. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Which sounds about right. I mean. That's, exactly. Isn't that all her greatest fears? Honestly, my deepest fear is our mom is going to sing better than my us. mom. It's just talented <laughs> yeah <laughs> that unlike finn she might have a range oh my god <laughs> yeah like they're fortunately this episode we were blessed with zero no finn performances finn hate. In, the, in the last episode i compared finn singing jesse's girl to the actual jesse's girl and they sounded almost exactly the no. same <laughs> because that's what computers do it's amazing they do tea, throw He's one a- tea pain in there okay and like it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so then we get uh, tryouts, right? <laughs> Which is the kind of resolution to their getting a beer. They've decided to go try out for Les Mis. And it turns out they've basically stole each other's song. And I finally get a prediction correct because it's time to sing Dream On. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Just for plot's sake, they he is, they're both auditioning for Jean Valjean and Les Mis. <laughs> yes. And uh, also, Zach and I are big fans of Les Mis, so. <sighs> so good. Yes. I love Les Mis. <laughs> okay, you just you just really got Dalton's hopes like, up Nick because Jonas you, you just said when that, Nick Jonas came out and you stopped for a like, second second. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, do you want to go ahead and go off camera and wipe your drool off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Priyanka Chopra. But oh honestly, God, that'd be better than. Um, uh, we all know uh, that he and Sean Mendes are hooked up. That is the um, that is the porn account that we will all one day follow. Yeah. <laughs> They're only fans. <laughs> yes, like, uh, how much would we pay for that? Uh, probably Mendes. a lot. <laughs> if if NBC would like to redeem themselves from oh, the gosh. atrocities that were the Grinch, they they should do a Les Mis live. Ooh, yes. With yeah. Where are we at? Oh, they're doing this performance. And, and it's uh, yet another Mae West Dream from uh, Will and MPH. Like so, yeah, it's... Sing, hey, once again, MPH proves like, well he can sing anything. And it will be better than the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, okay, so when I was growing up, this song, this episode happened, and I was with um, a family friend, and I was like, hey, 
I think this was better than the Aerosmith yeah. version. And I was sent to my room for be for being disrespectful. That's called <laughs> to a that's family called, friend. called homophobia, I think. Actual homophobia. <laughs> I was like, what she was mad at me. Wait, a family like, friend mad. was able to dictate your punishment? She was so mad at me that no, she was mad at me, so then my parents sent me to my room yes. in timeout for punishment huh. of that. Who do you think sang better? Neil Patrick Harris? It's just Harris, more palatable. Matthew Morrison or J-Lo? <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> How dare they? Again, J-Lo's a dancer. Neil Patrick uh, Harris. Did y'all, sure. did y'all see that video, though, where it was so clearly her <laughs> She's a performer. You know, it's like <laughs> any Super Bowl, right? You're there to watch the performance, away. never to hear the actual right. vocals. She's sitting on the block. Well, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do think I'm almost positive that every New Year's Eve performance is a lip yeah. sync. Like similar to how Macy's is always a lip herself. sync. So, like, I'm not attacking <laughs> J-Lo. I just thought it was funny that she couldn't even, like, lip sync well. Yes. Right. Right. Well, I think we a lot all of saw Maroon yeah. Five. Well, it's almost unfair because they, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's almost unfair too because there's a tape delay. Like you know, they have to have. So there's something that I think also fucks with the video and audio. Anyways, I pushed that out of my and brain. then you have that happening. Yeah. There's, like, there's just too many mics and cameras and too many actions <laughs> for that ever to actually work out the right way. Right. Exactly. Which is actually why Mariah's meltdown happened the mm-hmm. way it did because she was she literally had a lip sync track going in her ears and she's like being Patty LaBelle and being like, "Where are my background singers?" Yes. <laughs> Doomed <laughs> to fail from the start, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're saying if Will did not exist, the you would be I into men who just wore best all the time? because of Will. I, that is my hot take of this episode. I can't do it. That makes sense. <laughs> no, I think I just have this deep hatred for it. Like, I wouldn't hate it as much as I do. You know? It's, it's like you don't want to see that cinched in the back, uh, yeah. you know? That needs to be a secret. Like any man undercover vest. vest without a jacket over it, done. I hate you forever. That was the year of the V-neck. Like, I mean, even still, people no, wear so V-necks. So this performance is it's fine, right? Like, it's 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 better than the original. It is. I was like, come on. Again, MPH can sing anything. Of course he can. And he literally upstages, you know, will, yes, once or twice in this performance. And, I mean, we're into it. But, like, could you have watched that performance and picked a clear lead? I don't he know. He literally has the high ground. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. And I think what that performance really made me want to do is go by it's, tap shoes oh, at the mall. God. Okay. Hold on. Paint me a picture. We're at the mall. Okay. And I love though, I, yeah. I love hate when, you know, Tina says something and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me a sandwich woman. So she goes to get him a Wetzel's pretzels an Annie Ann's, right? It's the only Annie thing Ann's. you do. Let's, let's yeah, yeah. It's all you do when you go to a mall. It's that. And a, and exactly. A Thank you. You've, you took the words out of my mic. <laughs> yes, yep. because you should be a sorry that you're there. B getting in and out as soon as possible. Uh, Orange County, it's a goddamn pandemic. You have to ingest two thousand calories. I was say C getting COVID. Right. Uh, gosh darn pandemic. Yes. So we're at the mall. <laughs> He's waiting for his pretzel. 
or not. Then he's suddenly inspired. And I, for a second, more than a couple (laughs) seconds, I was like, oh, fuck. Glee over here is going to play off this wheelchair out of nowhere. And he's going to be a standing actor from this point going forward because of this magical healed malady. Like what? He was on hydrochloroquine for one day and it cured his legs. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Tina, thanks. Thanks for doing my doctor's job. My doctor's job and saying, Hey, let me recommend some specialized therapies for you. And they worked. Holy shit. And we get what I can only describe as a flash mob to the song Safety Dance um, with Artie as the lead singer and dancer of this flash mob. And I always forget how short Kevin McHale is because you see, like, Mike Chang there looking hot as hell and (laughs) Heather Morris is taller than him. I just I don't know if I can count this as a performance of sorts. It's just a dance number, right? Like and like Heather Moore, but he's he's not. It is Kevin McHale singing. It's 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 singing, but like it's you know obviously I always complain there's auto tuning or whatever. This is like not really singing though. This is like electronic, you know, like dubbing of sorts, right? So it's right. I don't know, but this is where my tune changes, right? I'm all mad and I'm mad or whatever, but then this happens and I go, Oh, that's the reason to have an actor play a part in a wheelchair so that there can be envisioned dreams or otherwise take place where they are dancing or whatever it might be. Because I have to imagine that person of whatever, you know, illness they might have. That probably does happen. They probably envision that, especially like you said, if they were in an accident at some point and they used to be able to walk. I still have full control. Of my <laughs> yes, <team>. that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we get to Sue's office because we have to see we have to see Jane Lynch once it's, every episode. It's a rule. Fun fact: mm-hmm. Jane Lynch is the only character who is in every. episode. I thought we missed one sure. episode early on, and I complained no, about it. I remember looking at it and I think she's the yes. only one who's in every huh. her and Rachel, I think are the only two that are in every episode. Oh no. So there's five yeah. people who are in every episode. Chris Colfer, mm-hmm. Kurt, Jane Lynch, Sue, Leah, Michelle, Rachel Berry, Matthew Morrison, Will Schuster, and then Kevin sure. McHale. I didn't think he was, but he's credited on, uh, IMDb as being in 121 I mean, episodes. Last episode, he literally them, was so. there for, Two seconds sitting in the background nodding his head or something. So, you know, he showed up to work that day. Fine. Good boy. (laughs) He got got paid. paid. Wow. Uh, So we're in Sue's office and I get the vibe from this that (laughs) Sue might have had Neil Patrick Harris come to the school just to get rid of the Glee Club. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't going to come there unless if she was like, hey, you want to come? Right. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because she's always she's always trying to be two steps ahead of Will. And her always. and Neil Patrick even, Harris go have anger sex yes, after has, he like, tells her he's going to cut her program. Instead, she's like, "You went okay, Correct me if I'm wrong here. In this scene, is Brian slash MPH? Yes, is he not, not telling her that he just got the lead of yes. the performance yes. or of the Which, musical? No, he's just I thought he was audition. saying something like you. I think he says something like you may not know this, but I'll be the lead here soon. It made me think that he had gotten it, and that almost mm. Sue almost took it away later. 
That's, Could be. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and then we see Jesse like, St. James running into a car in a parking lot looking very wet. I don't think he and actually very, got it. I think he um, just assumed he was better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's looking kind of uh, hey, spicy. He's, <laughs> he's all the way back in uh, Carmel. And where the rain you know, where the, came uh, out of nowhere. He had to go from Ohio yes, to Indiana. I mean, who knows honestly, the weather difference? And I mean, I, I bought into spicy. that instantly. I said, "That's how it is here." Absolutely. He had to go back to Vocal Adrenaline and say, "Hey, here's what's happening." And we finally get confirmation that he is practically a spy and trying to get in good graces with her. Um, but he was doing it as an acting performance, you know, like. Well, and we find out that he was a spy not to ruin New Directions, but to get Shelby Corcoran, who is Rachel's mom, in contact mm-hmm. with Rachel. And Zach, no, did you see I, that? I coming? saw Shelby and I said, Oh, mm-hmm. bonus prediction, yes. Half a point, as I was as I was promised. But also I said, But wait, there's more. Who knew? Like I you know, I that maybe was an obvious prediction, but I don't know. I don't think so. It just I, I don't think they ever really give you any real signs that Shelby is Rachel's mom until this very moment. So we're because Rachel never really mentions that she wants to know right. who her mom is. That's what I couldn't see moment. coming. And then I was like, oh, my God, Will was almost your second daddy, you know, Mm-mm. or third daddy, actually. She tried to fuck her dad. <laughs> she really <gasps> did almost try never. to. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all connected. Oh, but once Rachel finds out, we find out there's like separate stakes going on, right? That once Rachel finds out that Ew. Shelby is her mom, Jesse will Ew. then leave and return to vocal adrenaline for regionals. Yeah. Because <laughs> you told me Way to, to get her. attached. Yeah. And just like yes, but you've been he attached to hearing us talk, her now. we're going to detach so. you while we go to this break. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, we do. Um, it's at Atwamog. It's all of our social media. Do you guys have like social media for it too, right? Well, yeah, that's we're considering doing a TikTok, but it's um, it's just more work for me because by work. I, mean, I was gonna say I have yet. I have not been privy to any of those discussions. My contract is uh, as um, at the moment it's limited to one season. So <laughs> you were considering doing a TikTok. Uh, well, even our Twitter, I will go on there and be like, "New episode coming out," and then I won't tweet again for like a yeah. month because <laughs> it's just. Twitter's just a lot to like keep up with. Right. Yeah, I don't know how to use that. Because <laughs> the Instagram's been fit, full, like. What's so And I'm going to repeat this on the podcast so you everyone have knows. To, like, make it your podcast. We are a Kristen Chenoweth approved oh, podcast. <laughs> she liked one of our Instagram posts. Yeah. See? It was the episode, it was in the roads, yes. not taken, the April Road story. And she no literally liked the photo I tagged what? her in. That's so cool. So, 
I think that Instagram is the only way to get any type of traction uh-huh. for a podcast, either visually Incredible. like you've been doing, especially for a TV show where you have clips or images or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever That's it might amazing. be to illustrate She's a point. Amazing. So, yeah, I think Twitter's kind of. But I will say we're increasing listeners and I can tell that it's listeners we don't know, which is like exciting because there's like listeners in other countries and states that right. we don't live in or that we've never been to. Like, I mean, we're somehow getting traction from people. So mm-hmm. we get back to Emma's That's office, good. and I guess Artie has decided to set up some appointments with her to help acclimate mm-hmm. his new lifestyle when he starts walking. Now, do again. I get yeah. any type of pointage here because Emma's back? Because I believe no. the, the prediction. You said she was going to be back and be Yeah, I thirsty. think it was Emma's back, comma, and she's thirsty. <laughs> mm, I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Megan says half a point. I say zero, so she let's give you a point two five. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, I'll take my point two five. Okay. So I'm at 1.75 point. uh, points right now. You can have... Perfect. Yep. I'll take point. it. <laughs> there we go. Um, and then Emma point. assures him that she thinks that one day there will be a cure for what happened to him, but it will not be for a very, very, very long <laughs> Don't time. Don't get your hopes Wonderful. up. Write it You're down, and then I'll throw it away. Yeah. say though i think it's a very real moment in the show like i don't think the show has a lot of those yeah. like it's it's glee and it's happy and crazy for a reason but this was like i was thinking about it i was like that's a really good way for her to put it like even though yeah. he took it the completely wrong way he took it so negative she was like this isn't realistic but you know maybe in the future you'll have which a i think is kind of the like she wasn't nice side of the character apart. she Emma. was like like i think she most of her moments do have some manner, sort of which i really something enjoyed. to them mm-hmm. redeeming value to them yeah i think she's a good i always liked her addition to the to the show i always thought that she kind of brought it down to earth a little bit at times, which was nice. And also they took it in a manner where like the school counselor isn't a crazy person or like mean or crazy, you know, like that's, I feel like that, that arc is known in the TV realm. as Uh, like. So then we're in the, we get to the quiet room really mean or and NPH stole all the money from the Cheerios and gave it to the new directions for jean jackets. (laughs) True. Kurt was excited about the jean jacket, though, because it can help his terrible fashion. <laughs> the dazzled jean well, uh, <laughs> and terrible. I'm surprised Finn didn't dazzles. jump up because of his mom's only attire is uh, denim, he denim was. wear. He got up real fast. I don't think he mm-hmm. was in this scene. They did not really do him justice. Because the looks. show has realized how wasteful his time is on screen. I don't think he was either. <laughs> I, okay. I don't remember seeing him. Literally, the first episode, Zach goes, just so y'all know, I no, talk shit I, about the dead. No. <laughs> that was like the first episode no, of right. our podcast. Roll over in your grave. like that. <laughs> Sue comes in to celebrate that Will got the lead in Les Mis. He is Jean Valjean. <laughs> and... <laughs> yes. Right. Also, what musical prints their programs when they announce their cast? As she's handing out the programs as well. Negative five. (laughs) No, none. That's okay. That's what I was negative five out of a hundred. Right. The thing is, it's like, did she do that on like, did she have, because obviously 
like she had to have some kind of input for that. Yeah, who was a dry cleaner, and then she's like, "Oh, my Cheerios use him." And I'm like, "No, Ryan, the Cheerios Ryan's use in a, like, well, a dry go. cleaner in Italy." And we found out they like, like get them done over <laughs> just just her track suits, so, just her track suits. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yes. <laughs> So I'm like, is this a plot hole or is this her being like, I actually did step in. And I think she stepped in. I think she stepped in. I think she did that. Hey, Ryan Murphy, you got another plot hole? <laughs> right. Yes. I think right. she, she yeah. had to It's have. to pit him against the other. Um, and because of this, MPH takes away. Ever what he gives, he takes away. For Will is um, and he's now going to cut the reality. plea department. Because why not? That's, you know, retribution. <laughs> And then to save the Glee Club, to save the Glee Club, he gives Brian Ryan his yes, part. But like first, this. we get a great performance. Rachel finally decides to listen to the tape. With some help from Jesse. With some pushing from Jesse. He, he put it in her boombox, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good <laughs> yes. for Jesse. Yes. He got further yeah, than Finn did. He like you puts know? it in her little um, So, yes, she listens. Like and it turns out, in fact, Idina can sing better. Or Shelby can, her mom can sing better than Rachel Berry. But we get a duet. Yes. I was, was going to say, this performance was like, peak for me. I was at whatever age I was in 2009. I don't remember, but, um, that was like my, cause I was also a singer growing up and I was like classically trained. So that was like my song. I was like, this is beautiful. They made it a duet. I think I, in singing lessons, like made my singing teacher, like teach me that song. Cause I was like, Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, and, and I, we did like, I dreamed a dream has else. never <laughs> been a it's duet. Like a I think before that, like, that, I've never heard anyone do that. So this is like a pretty school, that song. Like, that's, like that's groundbreaking moment. Also with powerhouse, Idina Menzel and no. also powerhouse, Leah Michelle yeah. who give either of them a Broadway vocal. You're going to get chills. So it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. The harmonies Ooh. and the melodies, like everything. I wasn't sure if Zach would like this because you kind of hate when there's scenes where they're singing in their head, but like they're on stage, but the whole thing's happening everything. in their head. He ha- he hates mm-hmm. that moment. So I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, it seems like it's a it's an okay moment for a stage thing because it's explained oh, right. as if it's, as if like she's hearing real, it that yeah. way, as if she's seeing it that way, like in her mind, as opposed to just randomly being on stage. I didn't expect her to join the performance like she did, but it's still like with her mom. Popping <laughs> yeah, her. it's still like a, it's still a good performance. And I mean, this is my I don't know if I've ever told you this, but this is my my go to like if you're ever just like in a weird mood. And I think this is what really made this song kind of take off. But if you're ever in a mood, you go back and saved on my phone in some recesses in some dark alley. There is the Susan Boyle performance from Britain's Got Talent or whatever that you know show is, where she sings uh, "I Dreamed a Dream," and it's like the perfect like you just need to feel something song. You go watch that. You watch the reactions. You watch the performance. You watch the way it's edited, and for mm-hmm. some reason, like it'll just give you instant tears. 
And I think that's what made this song really get incredibly popular. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, right. Well, I think there's, there's so much power to the words. And if you know the story, it's like, I have something similar to that, that Zach. For me, it is. And I think it's also on America's Got Talent. Brian Justin Crum singing "Creep" by Radiohead. It. It's like uh, I guess neither of you know what nope. I'm talking about, but it is like it is because you know "Creep" is like not a slow song. I mean, it's like kind of slow, but yeah. it like but he takes "Creep" and he makes it this like theatrical, like would be on Broadway sure. performance uh-huh. of "Creep." Sorry, and it like tears every time. Right. Oh. Yeah. I think mine is who was the voice? Yeah. I think there was somebody who sang Hallelujah on the yeah, voice. It's like a round robin. It's like it's beautiful. And it's my uh, favorite. And then we get I know there's so many Artie there's so many covers Tina of it. Having another moment. It's like it just gave me um, chills watching Artie's it. Artie's kinda like, I will but never dance again and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But you need to find someone else to do your dance number with because it ain't gonna be yeah. me, sis. <laughs> sure sure um so then of course will does mm-hmm. trade his lead performance he, to keep the like, glee well, club alive yay like, raw yeah. <laughs> will saves the day good boy because he wants he to trade his club, performance so. to let the other 13 performances allow let their stars shine blah 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 yay raw will we're back in the choir yep. room and Tina has created a breakout dance performance with Mike Chang for them to use at regionals, a.k.a. Asian and other Asian <laughs> are going to be our, uh, yes. our tap dancers. And I was on episode. the edge of my seat as Mike stood up and I was like, oh, he's finally going to have a speaking role. Like, this is his time to shine. <laughs> Still. He's just there to look pretty and dance. OK. Yes. Still no speaking role. He's just like, oh, that's me. Right. They were like, That's, no, yeah. this is the only representation yep, you props. get from the yep. Asian community. And then we just get Mike Dream a Little Dream, which They're makes me realize that I think two thirds of the songs in this episode in. are about dreaming. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's like underscoring. Okay. There's yeah, even see, oh. There's also. Oh, this final There's performance, I would say, under, is cute like, but kind of boring. Yeah. All the dreams. Yes. Right. I remember and also the, the last song of the episode like, tends to be some like big-ish and I number think the problem is, is that they we go out on. And, and I think it, it could have been have I Dreamed a Dream. Like they could have let that be the last song and like we closed out then if they right. like reshuffled the scenes. But they didn't. Wait, what do you mean? Like I think to- like mm-hmm. Total Eclipse of the Heart ended the episode. Amazing Didn't ending. this song end the episode? Um, Right, but I'm saying this song sucked. Yeah, I agree. Which made it it more lackluster. Right, but I'm saying if they had made I Dreamed a Dream in the episode, then I think this might have been less lackluster of a performance. If it was like a middle Oh, gotcha. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, or if they had taken the song and changed it somehow because it's literally just the solo from most of the song like there's no 
Right. It's right. Kevin you're just kind of like, yes, he's all up in so his feelings still about not being able to dance. And she's chosen Mike to dance because that's the only no option, basically. And that's his job clearly on the show is to be the dancer. And that's all he does and never talks. It's just kind of like it's I and I almost always think this is true. I think the last song is usually pretty blah. Like it never makes our top list. It, I mean, it hasn't. Right. Like we always pick a different the one. Last, uh, right. The last episode, the last song was. Oh, it was not good either. It was the YouTube right. song. It's always just kind of like a popular, like everyone knows it. And it kind of like gives everybody like a nice little palate cleanser. Like, cool, the show's over. But it's never related. It's always weird. Oh, but yeah. Eclipse of the Heart was both of our favorite songs of the episode. Total Eclipse of the Heart when it was Jesse and Rachel. Did they did that end the show? Uh, yeah, outlier. The show. So at that point, it's just very like, it's meant to just be like a bookend. But it never really... Oh, I don't, it's good. not really ever attached too much. It's kind of just like, Hey, we found one more song that had the word dream in it and we're going to tack it on here at the end, but you'll actually never see this performance again. So why are we adding all these theatrics to it? Because it technically never becomes a regional performance or whatever. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Cause they have costumes and all right. that stuff. It's just, yeah. Right. Well, it's supposed to be like part of their regionals practice. Right, but, yeah. But I think what would have made it at least a little bit better is maybe if they'd taken parts where, like, when Tina and Mike Chang are dancing, maybe they could have sent together. Or if they, like, interluded something where it was, like, he watching them practice and whatever, which it was just, like, not that. song by myself, you know? Right. Ah, uh, that would have been perfect. Because yes. we know like, he can walk. One hundred percent. You know, the it's that, and then it's like, but in his head, like, or in you know, like everyone else like, fades away. He's on stage yeah. just with her dancing. Exactly. Uh, yes, that would have been a perfect bookend that tied it together. Yes. Otherwise, it falls flat. It's a waste of time. And I literally tapped my right. remote like, is this over yet? Or what time? What's the timestamp? You know, <laughs> like, oh, OK, good. This is the last shit I have to watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Zach, we were talking about that every episode has a focal vocal performance. <laughs> Would you think the focal vocal here is dream on? Or For I sure. Dream dream. I dreamed a dream. Even though the yeah, episode is called only dream only because on. it gave me character development that I didn't expect. And that Rachel unknowingly finding her mom. Um, yeah. And also we know who the mom is. I love dramatic irony. Maybe my favorite thing that TV shows yeah. ever do. And the fact that we know who her mom is, but she doesn't right. know. That right. Really and it just me. paints and it kind of feeds into my predictions, but it, it paints like, uh, it sets up something right where she has heard her voice now. And like, is it that, that allows her to realize who yeah. that is? Or is it, you know, like what could it possibly be another performance? I, I don't know, but there's something there that like easily feeds into a future realization. Well, Megan, what was your favorite song from this episode? <laughs> I feel like you know the answer to this, but. <laughs> Definitely, I dreamed a dream. Like I said, like that is, that is. I was in eighth grade. Like that that song. So you were probably was the identifier of my high school life or whatever. I don't remember what years was, but um, like that that song. Okay, then I was a freshman. Yeah, I think that was like a key moment for me. 
and that is the one like this episode that's why i picked this episode to guess wrong because like this that song was so it like shaped who i was so i think that's my favorite song and moment of this entire episode <laughs> that entire scene just and the, the, they're both powerhouses i think <laughs> i think i don't like i don't like will schuster so i'm like i I don't really care about him. Neil Patrick Harris is great, but like, he just pisses me off. Because <laughs> this, this song is supposed, or the show is supposed to be about the Glee Club, not Will, you know? So the whole time I'm like, okay, this gives us a monumental moment for Rachel. It gives her kind of a redeeming quality as well because she's normally such a bitch. Like, you look at her and you're like, ugh. Um, but in this, sure. you actually feel something for my her favorite as well. Like, She's looking for something of, of course, to give herself. Like, I mean, like it takes. It doesn't. Well, okay. Understanding. It doesn't take is. a lot. Dream on was good. Yeah, it, but it does take was... a lot to upstage Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> right? Like to have him on an episode and to not just think it's going to be all about him because they have to kind of get mm-hmm. their money's worth or you know give him something to stretch and you know just do well mm-hmm. at because he does everything well. But then to have Idina as well kind of come in and usurp that a little bit and totally, I think just have a performance that is going to be blow away no matter what you do. So at that point, I, for sure, I agree. That is the focal vocal. It's our favorite. It's, it's all the above. And the next episode is theatricality, which is one of my favorite episodes in all of Glee. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Zach, what are your three predictions? If anyone's wondering, Zach only got 1.75 points this last time. What, more, uh, so one. we're kind of going back <laughs> down more, more than half, I'll <laughs> say. Uh, luckily, I had an extra prediction in there. So my predictions are, number one, Rachel Failed. learns about Shelby because of hearing her voice on this track. And additionally, Jesse's betrayal and that how they got together in the first place was all kind of a lie. That's number one. Two, Finn returns to focus because he was very out of focus this episode. And his only redeeming moment is going to be him comforting Rachel about the realizations that she has. And three, the Glee Club tackles at least one Broadway tune because it's called theatricality. So I'm wanting some theatrics. I'm wanting some stage situations. I want something that happens to play in, and I will be furiously researching every song, hoping at some point it stood on stage so I can get my goddamn point. There you go. Good luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I love, 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 love this next episode of Glee. It is. Okay, I just won't make any more predictions the rest of the season, and those three can be attached to the last couple episodes, and I feel at least one of those, or all of those, actually, is probably going to come true as we reach it's the finale. Um, I I will say that you you made a prediction. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So. Thank you. I do what I can. I will, I will put the crystal ball back into its case and, you know, let it ride, baby. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like prediction. I will listen Great to job. some you of thought. the songs from this episode because they're cool. that good. Like just for shits and gigs. Maybe maybe so. keep it there for a while. <laughs> um see? Alright, well, 
Megan, thank guys. you so much There's, for joining us. Um, we're very fun. happy to Hit have you today. And thank you all for and listening Megan, today. If you haven't heard yet, because we forgot to give you the uh, beginning part, so we'll give you the end part. As the tax for being on the show, you do have to go yeah, to, thanks. just like all the just all like all like the listeners have to do, you have to go to the iTunes page and uh, give us five stars and leave a rating <laughs> that says how much you love <laughs> the show. Because, you know, that's allegedly how people find us. And our only way of doing that is by... Uh, paying people who are on the show by making (laughs) them do things (laughs) for us. That's, you know, come on. Absolutely. Yes. Leave us five stars. And Megan, where can everyone find you if they would like to follow you? And you can find well, I don't really use you my can find media her TikTok anymore, down in the description below me on as well. And you can also find all of our <laughs> Outmog social media down it's there too. Go, don't forget to go ahead and give us a follow down there. And we will see you, you no next longer time. missed it. We just told you, and that's what you missed on Glee.